When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, it's Civilized Barking. Bark loudly, the Browns are alive. What a beautiful performance. Um, Zach Jackson and Jason Lloyd, about an hour and a half, uh, although maybe it's only like 40 minutes after Sunday's game because it went on forever. Um, for all intents and purposes, it should have been over about 145. Jason, the, the Browns were sharp. The Ravens looked like zombies, and Lamar Jackson got hurt. And so um, the Browns were up 17 nothing. And from that point on, they got 103 yards of offense the rest of the day. So Caleb Huntley, yes, Caleb Huntley, or Ty, no, Tyler Huntley. That's like the fourth time I've made that mistake. <laughs> Tyler Huntley is the Ravens quarterback. He ran around like a video game character. Um, really bad, roughing call, just strange circumstances. Browns miss a field goal. Browns don't recover an onside kick. Anyway, the Browns won. You know that. We're here to break it down. Uh, I feel like I need a cigarette, Jason. <laughs> I think Browns fans listening probably do too. But let's just start with the reality. The Browns leave here 7-6, and six, a game out of the division lead, and with a real chance to make the playoffs a real chance to win the division. I still think it's over. I, I, I know what the numbers say. This I, I don't know. I, this doesn't look like a playoff team to me, but then look at the AFC and who does look like a playoff team. So, you know, sure. I know mathematically they're still in it. Uh, I just – I really felt like they needed to sweep Baltimore to really put themselves in position – between the Raiders coming up and the Packers, I, I don't see how this team wins out. But, hey, celebrate today. They won today. They did what they needed to accomplish. Got off to an ugly start the first couple of drives. We kind of looked at each other like, really? They spent two weeks and that's what you come up with? Uh, but, you know, overall, I like the, the – I'll tell you, defensively, outside of New England, yeah, they've played some bad opponents in there. But defensively, they've done what they needed to do for like two months now. And Baltimore being 1-12 today on third downs, I thought was huge. You know, we've talked all year about third down, being able to get off the field on defense, not being able to stay on the field with the offense. And today they really were able to do both. They were in fairly manageable third downs uh, most of the day on offense. They did a great job of getting off the field defensively. I loved the the, the all-out blitz on, on the final play and the great hit by Denzel Ward. You did enough to survive today, and mathematically you're still alive. Yeah, no, um, look, it's strange circumstances that they're here, right? Because they've been wildly inconsistent. And, and you're right, the defense has uh, – I mean, the New England game was only a month ago. But the three games following it, the defense has been flat-out dominant. Um, for really half of the games, 
The defense. Did I say the last? I I think I meant to. Yeah, obviously New England they were terrible. Uh, Aside from that, the last two months. I mean, you know, the three games before that they were good too. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I didn't want to get yelled at by people saying, "How could you say for two months?" Because obviously the New England game was a complete and utter disaster and failure on all sides of the ball. Well, you're going to get yelled at because well, you're going to get yelled at because you said that they're doomed. Um, Well, they are. But but no, it's not going to be a hundred percent. I mean, listen, the believers can believe. Because they they are in it, right? And, yes. and I think yes. for a long a lot of longtime NFL people will say that if you know, your biggest enemy is within, right? And that is if you have your guys, which the Ravens don't, if you can cut down on bullshit infighting and finger pointing and um, you come out prepared each week, which the Browns mostly do, right? Like you can give yourself a chance and we watch Ben Roethlisberger try to power through. He can give two quarters a game. I don't know that that's enough. Um, the Ravens have 16 guys on IR. Three of them are starting DBs. Two of them are starting running backs. And Lamar goes down. Their, their offensive tackles are terrible. I mean, yeah. credit to Andrew Barry for envisioning what this defense could look like with Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, and JOK. And then credit to Joe Woods and the players themselves for doing it. I mean, Denzel Ward – had that injury scare a month or so ago and has come back and is playing the absolute best football of his career. He is a top five corner in this league on every way, and it just seems like he's settled in, right? The Browns had plenty of adversity this week with the COVID guys, with Greg Newsom, a concussion on the last play of a Friday practice. They're a three tight end team that had one tight end. They lose Kareem Hunt early in this game. They found a way. So again, 103 yards over the last 38 minutes of the game is not going to get it done. The offense stinks. It stinks. Don't argue with me on that. It stinks. <laughs> it's small victories. Everybody wants to rah-rah complete in a few six-yard passes, right? They only The offense only scored 17 points. Miles Garrett, you pay him to win games for you, he won the game. That play is worth like 24 points. That You might get to the playoffs off Miles Garrett making one play today. But you have an offensive head coach. You have all this money dumped into the offense. You had a bye week, and you came out, and and this is the best they give. I mean, it's still seven fourth-quarter points since week six. I was just going to ask you about that. Why can't this team score in the fourth quarter? I thought it was interesting when Baker said we got conservative uh, because I don't think that they did. Um, in the second half, I think – but really even the last half of the second quarter, okay, I think you're fighting a battle um, on, on three fronts. One, it's easy to run the ball, but you don't want to be predictable. Two, it's hard as hell to run on the Ravens and harder when you are predictable, right? And three, you have a three-touchdown lead in a game you need to win, in a game that propels you and gives you the chance to play four more games or at least one more game. It's a big one. You have to work on the pass game, Jason. And, And so I just think, you know, I need to go back and watch it to see what they really tried to do. But I see a play call. I see a whole operation that's broken because I don't think the play caller trusts any part of it, and specifically his quarterback. Right? Like, you know what? We, we joked and we even put it on Twitter that in the first quarter, I said to you, what is, and this was verbatim, what is their best third and five play? Because they have to run. There was a player hurt, and, and so there was a TV timeout. I said, what is their best third and five play? They got this timeout. They have to run it. And you just, without even looking up from your phone, said a three-yard pass to Hooper. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And and you chuckled like you did, and you were trying to make a joke, but that was your answer. And I don't think, given 10 more hours 
<laughs> you would change it. it would change. And what did they run? What did they call? A screen to hoop. They tried to screen to hoop. <laughs> right. So, you know, again, they they won the game. And, and I, did, I think, you know, 6-13 on third down offensively is improvement. Paired with 1-12 defense, that's, all, that's dominant defense. That's great. Fighting your way to 100 yards rushing is great. And if you just score any points in the in the second half, the game's over. Any, any at all, right? You didn't do that. That's that's what stings. Um, and then, you know, they missed a field goal. But, like, they're in it. And they played the Ravens JV team today. And that's all fine. But, man, like, the overall offensive – thing is bad and it's so bad that you just left your defense out to dry today that they 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 exhausted themselves chasing this guy down you didn't recover the onside kick i mean how is your fullback and sioni takitaki on your hands team well i'm glad you asked kevin post game was that your hands team because you said that when they lined up you looked at me and said that's not their hands team takitaki's out there (laughs) and janovich nine guys with good hands on this team right i mean why is rashard higgins on this team they don't play him you should be on your hands team. That's his one quality. Yeah. 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 Like, what happens along the way here in all these seasons, and I'm not singling out this team or any team, right, is, you know, you're either – your warts get exposed at some point. If you're a bad team, that's usually early, or, and sometimes you're just not good enough. But, like, things come along, and and you – a team that's not better than you shows a blueprint, right, or exposes a weakness – or you spend a lot of time trying to fix things. I just think Brown's defense was left on the field too much, and that's been a consistent theme. And I look at Clowney, I look at Garrett, I look at Ward, I look at JOK, I think it's sustainable. But, Jason, no points in the second half is not sustainable. You know? And, by the way, how, how close if, – if you have a starting NFL quarterback in there, that game may have turned out differently because how many times did you say – there's no safety help. There, there's nobody back there in situations where there probably should have been. Guys were open. Ravens receivers were open in a better throw, and it's a touchdown. Yep. So this could have been – this could have gone a whole lot differently if they had a little bit better quarterback play in there. I know Huntley ran around and made some plays with his feet, but he missed some really open guys in that third and fourth quarter. Yeah, he did. And like I said, I mean, you, you can point to progress. Donovan Peoples-Jones doing what he did today is progress. Jarvis Landry finally scoring a receiving touchdown is progress. Yep. Um, But 17 offensive points is not enough. It's not enough. It's bad. It's embarrassing. It's concerning. It's all these things. Um, (laughs) They're in it. And by God, the Raiders are dead too. I don't think the Ravens will win another game. The Bengals are losing. Yeah. The Bengals. Go through the rest of their schedule. Do you remember what it was? (laughs) Yeah. Packers. At home, uh, at Cincinnati, Rams and Steelers. They might win in week 17 against Mason Rudolph, or maybe Bubby Brister will come back for that game. So it's not going to be Ben. <laughs> right? Clowney and, Clowney and Miles will finish Ben in week 16 if he's not finished already. The Bengals are losing. Like, the Browns are about to be a game out of the – well, they are a game out, but they're about to be sitting there ready to be in first place in a week on Christmas, right? Like like the NFL wants parody, Jason. It wants drama. It wants meaningful games at the end of the year. It's got the Browns playing on Christmas for the first time in franchise history. The Browns playing back-to-back Saturdays for the first time in Christmas history. And here they are. Who's in the marquee? 
not Baker wow. Mayfield. And look, to our to our listeners, we all appreciate you. And to the one who said that he reads everything and listens to everything and wishes we would do a show that didn't include talking about Baker Mayfield, we do too, beloved listener. The guy is not good enough. And he's not getting help from his coaches, from his receivers. The whole operation is broken. But anybody at this point who believes he's good enough is so married to that one Thursday night three years ago that you can't see a foot in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been as hard on Baker as anyone this year. Going back to the Chiefs game, I didn't think he was good enough. So you're not going to get any argument out of me. And and how many times today? I mean, the first pass of the game, people said, put Hooper in a different jersey next year. Did you see where that throw landed? It was at his feet. Right. It was his feet. Right. Like, I, I don't know, and it doesn't matter if PFF will judge that a drop or not. Uh, it did hit him in the hands. It is an NFL pass catcher's job to catch it. But, like, no, those are bad throws. The Browns got booed on the first drive because yep. the fans expected better. And and I, I think everybody expected better. And, and I think, you know, and I've done this, talk to people around the league the last two, three weeks. What's what's your obser- observation from from how far away? What do you think? And there's just an overall mystified feeling that this offense – why this offense isn't better. And and like I said, it's great that the defense has come on, and it's great that the Browns are in this. And, and frankly, for us as much as anything, right, we have no um, investment in the outcome. But, like, we don't want to cover an awful December. We want to cover significant games. Right. And they've, they've earned that right. But, man, oh, man, does this offense stink. Yeah, it does. Luckily, Miles is there to bail him out. Uh, Wondering what you thought of his comments on Friday and then the, the game today, obviously, with the, the, the strip sack, scoop up, score, touchdown, breaks Reggie Camp's 37-year-old sacks record. I walked out with him. Uh, I walked out of the stadium with him after the game, or after he did his post game, and said, you know, why, why are you more, so more vocal this year? And he acknowledged that he was, that he feels more comfortable in that role. And he said the last dance made a big impression on him. And he said he watched – Five of the ten episodes just yesterday. Obviously, he watched it when it first came out, and he loved it so much. Yesterday, he sat there and watched five hours of it uh, on his off day, and and he said he's really sort of taken to the Michael and Kobe approach of not being able to fra- not being afraid to speak and not being afraid to make guys feel uncomfortable. And certainly, he has uh, done that at times this year. You know, uh, we've pointed out when he's been kind of critical of Joe Woods' schemes in the past, and. Uh, obviously calling guys out on Friday and, and this is sort of the new miles. And, and he agreed, you know, sometimes the media makes up things that maybe aren't true or we read too much into things. He said, no, absolutely. This is who he is. And he's more comfortable now with a little bit more as, as time goes on. And, and this is the way he's going to be going forward. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. See, this is super interesting because, and I'll get to Friday in a minute. Um, Like the guy can be Michael Jordan. Pass rushers, right? Yeah, like yeah. There, there, there is so much ability in this once in a lifetime frame and explosion, and he's 
polished it. He's added strength. He's played in different schemes. He plays different sides. Like he 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 can do it all. And, and you know, him not breaking this the franchise sack record before now um, was a disappointment. And two years ago, it was his own fault because he got suspended for the last six games. And last year, he was yep. not the same player once he got COVID. Um, you know, but like th- this guy has everything and, and for him to say like that's that's super fascinating to me and you know I, I wrote this in, in a blurb right after the game you know one of the questions posed to me was you know what what is Garrett's overall impact outside of that one superhuman play and it's like well he, he's capable of doing that all the time and, yeah. and and nobody does that but like he affects he affects the Raiders game plan tomorrow at, at 9 a.m. West Coast time, right? And on the first play and on the 30th play because he affects how you block, how you scheme, where you attack. And when he's closing in, he's going for the ball. And one, finally, the crazy bounce, I think Clowney wishes he'd have scooped it first and maybe should have, right? But, like, he can do it. He can. You cannot block him over the course of a game. You, you well, cannot. go back and watch. Go back and watch the sack, the big sack that Clowney had on the Ravens' last possession. It was because of Miles. Miles drove Huntley back into Clowney's line. So even when he's not getting credit for anything, even when he's blocked well, he's still shoving the guy close enough to Huntley. Huntley's aware of where he is, changes his direction, and runs right into Clowney. Yeah, um, th- those two. I-, I asked Clowney that after the game, and he gave a non-answer, which was disappointing. But whatever. But like I said. What's gone right for the Browns this season? Well, here they are with a pulse in mid-December, which is what what your goal is, regardless of your circumstances, right? And they remade this defense, and it hasn't been all peachy and it hasn't been all perfect, but they knew they had one elite, absolutely elite pass rusher, one absolutely elite corner, and they thought adding Clowney and adding JOK would make both those guys better and would eventually swallow teams. And I think, you know, for two and a half quarters, the Ravens were swallowed. Um, some of those are miracle plays. Some of it's a product of just just being on the field too much, right? Um, you're going to, you know, you're going to get caught. You're even with Tyler Huntley, like these are big time first round receivers, and Rashad Bateman and, and Marquise Brown. Like you leave them in single, they're going to make plays, right? You give them enough chances to chuck the ball down the field. Even a backup quarterback is going to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I mean. Look, what's disappointing, Jason, is all year last year, right, the Browns almost always showed up sharp. It was the other team that made the dumbass penalty. It was the other team that made the first turnover, um, jumped off sides, things like that, right? That hasn't been. But now you beat this team today. You play a Raiders team that's obviously reeling, and you've got everything to play for. And so, yes, I'm critical of the passing game, and yes, the passing game stinks. But as bizarre as it is to say they're still working on things on December 12th, they are. And, like, if Peoples-Jones is going to be a factor, that can help, right? Like, Austin Hooper is who he is, and he does fall down after a six-yard catch. <laughs> but the guy blocks his ass off and is so big and is such a strong target that, like, he can catch a lot of balls and fall down at six yards and help you move the chains, right? <laughs> In the red zone, like, you have to think long and hard about who you put on him. Because if the guy you put on him is too small, Austin Hooper will run his four yards, run that guy's ass over, and then fall down in the end zone. Right? Like, <laughs> he will. <laughs> Maybe this is the most honest 
civilized barking there's ever been? I don't know. That's for you guys to judge. Um, back to Miles on Friday before I go too far down this rabbit hole. Because quarterback wasn't honest with us after the game. He said he doesn't pay attention to the media. That's an outright lie. He has the biggest rabbit ears of anybody I've ever been around. Um, <laughs> on Friday, Miles was doing his standard Friday interview. It's part of his routine. He, he chooses to do it on Fridays. And, you know, frankly, a lot of times my writing is done on Friday. But I try like hell to be there because Miles is that kind of player. And as he's become more vocal, it becomes more important to be there every week and be right there. So the coach was talking at the one podium. I stayed with Miles, right? And frankly, I was just trying to ask him about Clowney because I'm trying to write about the Browns conundrum with with keeping Clowney and what it's going to cost and is he going to play this hard all the time and all that shit, right? But someone asked him a standard question about the bye week. And the Browns coming up in a do-or-die game, which today was. And of the hundred ways he could have answered that question, he chose consciously to say, no, I'm, I don't think that it was the best week of prep. And so someone else, there was three or four of us still in the interview, followed up with, hey, you know, what?" and he said, we, we got 48 hours left, but I'm just kind of telling the truth. Like, I, I don't think it was our best week. I, I don't know that guys are locked in and, and I'm dis- it disappoints me because it's all on the line here. And so... I'm just like, well, number one, we got to rewrite what I already turned in and we got to get this in. But number two, if the Browns lay an egg or don't win or whatever goes on Sunday, this is going to follow them. And, you know, the defense showed up. So I think, Jason, I think anyone with any kind of investment in this team can see that there is not a connect or it is not the overall connect that there was last year. Right. We don't know. We're not we're not inside the building. We get 30 minutes, three days a week with these guys, and we watch the games like everyone else. Um, but the one thing that definitely um, turns on every Christmas tree light is Garrett doing what he does, and when Clowney and JOK and Ward do what they do, the Browns can win, and that's why this Browns team has a pulse. Clowney's been better than I thought he would be. And, you know, I've, I've been saying all year I didn't think he was that good. And, and I still don't think he shows up very often, uh, but he showed up today when they needed him. Uh, obviously with the sack and he even said like it's it's time to go and he claimed or he credited to being healthy at this time of year uh i I don't know i mean i've I've been down on him all year i know you've been higher on him than i have been just your overall thoughts on Clowney and not to give away all your secrets of what's to come but what are the odds the browns can keep him yeah well it's certainly complicated because it's going to be his age 29 season and he doesn't really practice which is fine. He has a long injury history. Now, a lot of people would say um, it's been a couple of injuries. It's not been the same thing that's lingered over and over again. It's not like he's missed a month here and then a week and then the rest of the season. But this is his fourth team in four years, and that's a red flag. And there's usually a reason for that. Um, This year was the first time he went to training camp in three years. And is that a guy who knows that his body only has so much left in it, right? Um, he's going. He, he's on a multi-year he, deal here that was structured as a one-year voidable deal. So the Browns will have first dibs on him, but they will have no protections. They, they will be able to negotiate with him before March, whatever, but no one else. And you'll have to see what the going rate is and the way he's playing. And again, you know, the stats and, and the splash plays the last two games more so than the month before it. But he's – there's just not guys like that, uh, many guys like that. He – he is so long and explosive that in the run game, he 
he can do so much. And he can obviously rush the passer. And here he gets a lot of one-on-one opportunities. But I asked Miles the other day, and he said what makes him so special is his feel for the game. That he that a lot of guys will will get a read on things and will jump out of position, will take chances and go for the splash plays. He says, but those guys have to wait on it, and those guys come in the huddle and say, hey, this time I'm going to do this. They say, Clowney, just, he just knows when it's time. And that's why you see him get so many face masks to face masks kids. That's why so many times he's in the quarterback or running back's face before the play has even really started, right? So um, it, it, is, it is complicated, and we'll see. Uh, I feel like at this point in this podcast, we're a little like where I was in my story. I didn't feel like I had written enough. But I wasn't sure what else there is to say. Like, they won ugly. They needed to. The result is all that mattered. And we don't know how to fix the offense. If you're a Browns fan, you just have to hope like hell that Stefanski and Van Pelt and Mayfield and Peoples-Jones and Landry can can keep trying a little bit of time. And maybe Hooper can run four and a half yards one of the weeks before he falls down. <laughs> the whole AFC North is just a rock fight every week. It's just It's just ugly this year. It's just the way it's going to be. Bengals, I'm looking up at the scoreboard now. Bengals losing 17-6 in the second half. They're probably not going to win. It is what it is. Like, this whole division is just ugly. At the start of the year, I thought this might be the best division in football, and now it's just ugly. Yeah. Football is ugly. How many teams in the AFC are at 7-6 or 6-7? Well, yeah, barring a big comeback, the Buffalo Bills and the Browns are going to have the exact same record two hours from now. That's unbelievable. (laughs) It really is. It really is. The Broncos, they're winning 31 to 10. They're going to have the same record as the Browns. I mean, how bad were the Broncos that day, that night they yep. were in here? Yep. Right? They traded their defensive play, their best. Of, well, I don't know yeah. if he's their best anymore, yeah. but they traded Von Miller at the deadline. Like they gave up on the season a long time ago. Look, we'll get out of here on this peripheral thoughts, right? Like the Browns for a long time played every Sunday at one and with, with the fifth string announcing core. Their next three games are on national TV, Jason. That doesn't necessarily speak to this team's resume, but it speaks to what how they were regarded. The yep. fact that they're in it, somebody knew what they were doing, right? The fact that they can win and the fact that the defense has come on says that maybe Joe, Joe Woods does know a little bit about football more than Bob and Parma, who calls <laughs> us these awful radio shows, right? <laughs> like, you know, I, of course you could ask for more, right? Um but once you get to a certain point, you can't. And here they are. There's a home national TV game on Saturday that determines whether you stay alive for the playoffs or not. Would any ticket holder trade that? No. 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 So enjoy. Read, subscribe, click, share, review, all that stuff. You got anything else, Jason, as we get out of here? Nope. Let's do it again in six days. All right, talk to you guys soon. There will be a podcast this week. Uh, probably have Vic Tafer on, who covers the Raiders. Um, although we never know. Um, I'm going to try to write about Clowney this week. We'll see. It still feels like you never know what drama is right around the corner with this team. Some of that is COVID-related. Some of that is losing your star young corner on the last play of practice to a concussion. But I think there's one side of the ball that's more than doing its thing. I think there's another side of the ball that's still a little bit of an adventure, and you can spin that negatively, you can spin that positively. But they did enough. The Browns are live. Big national TV game in December in Cleveland, followed by another one, presuming you win. We'll see what happens. Thanks for listening to Simple.